0: Hello everyone, and thank you for joining me on today's episode of Everything Star Wars. Today, I will be going over the Under the Helmet, The Legacy of Boba Fett documentary that just came to Disney+. Plus. Now, if you missed it, uh, check it out if you got Disney+, and if not, I'll be going through it well enough so that you won't really need to watch it if you don't want to, but if you get the opportunity, I still recommend it. It's a very cool documentary, a lot of... Uh, people are interviewed like george lucas um ben burt the sound designer for star wars joe johnston who was uh one of the original illustrators for star wars all these uh very big names in star wars and then of course dave filoni kathleen kennedy some of the newer names uh and it's just a very cool documentary it talks all about uh boba fett naturally and uh how he started off and then kind of what he's become uh, as an icon in uh pop culture today and it's just this very cool story he talks all about him uh his his origin uh, and how he's kind of evolved and who all has portrayed him and all this all this very cool stuff so definitely check it out but I'm gonna be talking about it today uh, talking about my my takeaways from it and just some of the highlights but before we can jump into that and even before we get to our ad we got to talk about the news so let's hit it Alright, not a lot of big news this week, but we got some good stuff. So, first off, we got uh, several new uh, previews for upcoming High Republic uh, novels and comics, including a preview from uh, Mission uh, to Disaster, Mission to Disaster, featuring uh, Vernestra Rowe, and a preview for that, and a preview for the High Republic Adventure comic, Issue 10, and the... uh, high republic monster at temple peak issue four and issue four is going to be the last issue in that uh mini arc so very cool previews there if you're interested in that uh check it out starwars.com also <clears throat> we got a um, sneak peek or rather an introduction or an unveiling of the new lego star wars ultimate collector series at and this one's got like 6,000 pieces, it's like 2 feet tall, which is just insane, and it's got a bunch of cool characters, it's got a bunch of snowtroopers, of course General Veers, at pilot, uh, driver, and of course Luke Skywalker, so you can, you can blow it up, and this thing is just incredible looking, definitely check that out, even if you're not a huge LEGO fan or an Ultimate Collector, uh, like me of course, I have, you know, everything ever, um naturally, um, definitely check that out, still very cool looking, and, uh, I don't, I was blown away by it, I, it's, yeah, I'm never gonna get it, obviously, it's, it's huge, but, uh, very cool still, so check that out, and, um, November 12th is Disney Plus Day, so you might have missed that, you probably went to school thinking it wasn't a holiday, but, uh, no uh, you, uh, It wasn't a holiday, but Disney Plus Day. It's the second anniversary, uh, the two-year anniversary of Disney Plus being um, out, being released. And they released a bunch of new stuff, including what we're going to talk about today, Under the Helmet, The Legacy of Boba Fett. So, without further ado, let's talk about Anchor. Now let's dive right into this awesome documentary about Boba Fett. So the original design of the suit uh, was illustrated drawn by Ralph McQuarrie and Joe Johnston. They kind of tag team on it and uh, threw ideas at each other. and this original design and the, the first costume they made was originally intended for a super trooper army, a sort of elite storm army. And of course, like the armor was all white. The original original design and everything was all white, very pristine, very sharp looking, not like uh, the dented rusty armor we see Boba Fett wearing in the Empire Strikes Back. But so they wanted to do uh, this kind of super trooper army for the Empire Strikes Back. But Believe it or not, there's not enough money to create a hundred of these functional suits uh, as they wanted to. They wanted to have like a (laughs) hundred. So they repainted the costume and rethought uh, the design. George Lucas decided that instead of having just this uh, whole army or huge uh, legion of stormtroopers... uh, he would make this guy a bounty hunter. So presumably, they would have had these super troopers tracking down the Millennium Falcon uh, in Empire Strikes Back instead of the bounty hunters. Darth Vader would have just assigned his, I guess you call it their their death squad or their super troopers to track down the Falcon instead of uh, Boba Fett, Bosk, Dengar, IG-88, Zuckus, and 4-LOM. Boba Fett's first appearance on screen was not actually in Empire Strikes Back, but in the Star Wars Holiday Special, Which came out uh, pretty recently after, or pretty soon after A New Hope. And it was before Empire Strikes Back, of course. Even before then, though, uh, Boba Fett, who at the time was uh, uh, being played by Dwayne Dunham, now Dwayne Dunham didn't play him on on set. But he he's just this random editor who happened to fit in the costume the best, uh, fit in the costume they had best. So he was walking around playing Boba Fett in this uh, parade. Uh, they made an appearance in a parade in uh, San Anselmo, uh, California. And this drew much attention and curiosity from the crowd. Of course, they all knew Darth Vader. And these were, in fact, the, uh, the, the costumes that you see on screen. So this was a very cool appearance. And... Uh, he just he drew a lot of attention and curiosity. Despite his mere four lines and just over six minutes of screen time, six minutes, 32 seconds to be precise, uh, in the original films, Boba Fett was immediately a fan favorite. And what they were saying, what their takeaway in the documentary was that much of his infamy and notoriety is due to his anonymity and overall mystery. People liked him because they didn't know a lot about him. Right? So... And he, he, even though they uh, didn't know a lot about him, he provided an ominous sense of intensity, uh, fear, and outlawishness, outlawishness, to the audience. He's a, a Western gunslinger with futuristic gadgets, and with the sole purpose of instilling dread wherever he went. Right, so it's just just this very scary character who also who just seems very uh, intense. Wherever he goes, everyone kind of is on edge. No one's you can't be comfortable around Boba Fett, and this was portrayed very well on on uh, on the set in the movie. So this character is just immediately likable because, uh, or at least attractive, just because you don't know a lot about him and yet you can tell he's dangerous. You can tell there's something that there's something you should like about him because he draws so much respect or at least fear from everyone, which is, you know, it's what he says. Uh, He wants to, he intends to rule through uh, respect, not through fear like Jabba. It's what he says he wants to do in the uh, Book of Boba Fett trailer. So, I think he does this very well, and he draws a lot of respect from the audience as well, I think. Uh, He's just a very cool character. Very mysterious. He has no background, which George Lucas was fine with. He didn't feel like he had to give characters, give every character a background. So, Boba Fett, it works very well. Because he's just this uh, intimidating, menacing character. You don't know anything about him. Similar to how The Mandalorian was at first. But, through... Right, but it's different with The Mandalorian. Because he did gain a background as the show progressed. So... Moa Fett, you know nothing about, really, until, you know, the prequels came out and uh, we learned he was just a clone of Jago Fett. But uh, several people uh, have worn the Beskar suit and played the legendary hunter. And the one we see in Empire Strikes Back is Jeremy Bullock, who was the, uh, I believe, the stepbrother of one of the producers of Empire Strikes Back. He was an actor at the time, a uh, theater actor. Um, and... They got him in, and he, fun fact, also played an unnamed Imperial officer in Cloud City and a pilot in Revenge of the Sith. Just two unnamed characters, as well as the legendary Boba Fett. Bullock loved the role and the fans, and he was always ready to take pictures with the people and uh, his, his fans, Boba Fett's fans, and sign autographs with them. So then, in the prequels, a young Fett was played by Daniel Logan. In both Attack of the Clones and in the Star Wars, the Clone Wars TV series. And Logan had a great relationship and great chemistry with Timura Morrison, who played Jango Fett, Boba's father. Now, Morrison plays Boba Fett in The Mandalorian and in the upcoming Book of Boba Fett series. And Morrison is a great actor, uh... Not only with Boba Fett, but just in general. Uh, Jango Fett, uh, of course, <laughs> uh, but just in general. He's a very good actor. He really he really uh, became the role of, of course, Boba Fett, but also Jango Fett in Attack of the Clones. And he just did a very good job with that. So it makes sense that now he's the clone of the person he played before. It makes sense that he'd be able to do that very well. And he is. He definitely does that, as we see in The Mandalorian. He does a very good job. And I'm very excited to see where we where they go with that, where they take him in the book of Boba Fett. So lastly, what this documentary touches on is uh, this guy up in California. And he's basically this collector, super nerdy guy who's got, like, the biggest collection of Star Wars memorabilia, according to uh, Guinness Book of World Records. So he's just, you know, an awful... Person making me really jealous, but apparently, he's got a ton of Boba Fett stuff, and he's one of those guys who's got like, um, like all the you know, the broken stuff because it's like collector's items and all the de- uh, defective stuff. So, you know, he's just, uh, you know, he, uh, he's one of those guys, right? I only collect like the most pristine Boba Fett merchandise, which I definitely have a lot of in my ranch, Rancho, Rancho Boba Fett his is called rancho obi-wan so yeah very cool stuff uh i'm i'm you're you're jealous i'm not jealous you're jealous anyway it was a very cool documentary uh learned a lot about boba fett a lot about his origins i definitely recommend it if you're interested in if you're interested in uh learning more about boba fett from just what i highlighted from this and what's very cool what's so cool about it is that it's 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 all this stuff is coming from the original people who were there. All, Jeremy Bullock, unfortunately, uh, passed away last year, so he wasn't uh, able to be interviewed. Um, but Tamura Morrison was interviewed. Uh, Daniel Logan was interviewed. Uh, uh, was yeah, Dwayne Dunham was interviewed. All of these guys who or, who worked on the original Star Wars movies, which is just so cool. Because these guys, this is from forty forty, forty years ago that these guys were working on Star Wars and creating Boba Fett. And they got to interview they got to be interviewed, so now we get to see get their personal opinions on it. George Lucas, Ben Burt, um uh, Joe Johnston and of course Dave Filoni, Kathleen Kennedy, uh, and more and more people. Uh, And it's just some of the coolest stuff. Hearing about Boba Fett, one of the most legendary bounty hunters and outlaws in the galaxy, uh, from these people who really are some of the most legendary uh, film producers, film uh, movie workers, you know, in in our world right now. And I just I really enjoyed this, and I hope you will too if you decide to check it out. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Uh, I hope you enjoy. Definitely try to tune in, uh, tomorrow and Thursday. I'll try to get you the final installment of the War of the Bounty Hunters comic book series. Uh, so that's issue five tomorrow. I'll try and get that out to you. Um, and then Thursday I'm going to try to talk about, um, the Book of Boba Fett and what, uh, what we might get from it. So from the trailer we saw, we got some hints Of some things that I'm going to try and talk about. And mostly that's going to be if we're going to see any flashbacks in the Book of Boba Fett 2. So this is, I mean, Book of Boba Fett, this is five years, five or six years after uh, Boba Fett was originally blasted into the Sarlacc. So a lot's passed. A lot has happened. And I hope we'll get to see some flashbacks. And I think some things in the trailer suggest we might. So hopefully we'll get to see that. On Thursday, I'm going to explain how Boba Fett survived the Sarlacc and what might have happened to him, how he got to the point where he was, as we see in The Mandalorian. So try to tune in then. I know I use the word try a lot, and I know there is no try. There's only do or do not, but, you know, do your best to tune in. I'm going to do my best to get these episodes out, and if I do... Check them out. Let me know what you think at my email, which is, of course, in the podcast description and the episode description. If you haven't already done so, then please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Anchor or wherever it is you listen to this podcast. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And until next time, may the Force be with you.